Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. and running on a Tuesday evening alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, host of Hardwood Handicappers. I am Tim Murray. All right. No more football, JVT. No more. Oh, darn. No, no more football. Um, Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you and I were both on the Niners, and I told this to Pritch yesterday. I don't regret it. I don't regret it either. Okay. I would make the bet again. The only thing I do regret couple prop bets that I should have gotten in on. I, I did over rushing yards, which we've talked about so much. The only thing I do regret, there were really good spots on Sunday to get the Chiefs around 2-1, to one, somewhere in that ballpark in-game, and I just got too stubborn. But I know a lot of the discussion all, all yesterday, even today, understandably so, now that Patrick Mahomes has won three Super Bowls. Oh, you can never bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Were they the better team all day? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I don't think it was a... If you bet on the Chiefs, I said this to Pritch. Pritch bet on the Chiefs, and we had other guests on yesterday that were on the Chiefs. Look, you won your bet. That's the way it all played out. Patrick Mahomes got the ball last, but for me, there are a lot worse bets that I've made in my life than betting on the Kansas City Chiefs to win a game where they had a double-digit lead, and it felt like at a couple opportune moments, they had a chance to put them away. They didn't. Kansas City was able to do what they did. Patrick Mahomes drove the length of the field to win the game in overtime, and you won your bet if you were on the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think the Niners was necessarily a bad bet, and I probably would make it again. Um, but Kansas City Chiefs won. They're the champs. I mean, And uh, Patrick Mahomes was in Disneyland yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe they are right because Patrick Mahomes on that muff punt was awesome. <laughs> right? That really helped uh, Kansas City out. He was brilliant. He was. Uh, on that play, cheering from the sidelines. Like, yeah, come on. Like, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is great, and it's incredible that he's got three Super Bowls, and there is a reason why he they got to this point to be in position to where a muff punt like that makes a pretty big difference in a game that they ultimately win, right? Having said that, if you watch that game yesterday or on Sunday, and we're like, yep, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I, I think there's other reasons as to why that game played out. Um, and I know I've heard a lot of people question, why aren't they the favorite next year? Like, that's how this works, right? Like, that's how these things work. Uh, ratings are generally pretty static, especially when a team like San Francisco, the highest power rated team in the National Football League that just lost in overtime in the Super Bowl, is bringing essentially everybody back, is going to be the favorite to win this thing. So that's how things are going to work here. That's how this happens. And if you think that the odds are off, well, guess what? You can go and bet Kansas City right now, plus 650 to win the Super Bowl and sit on that thing for a full calendar year if you'd like. So I, I would say that Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He is a very big reason, obviously, why they got here. I would also say that if you watch that and said it's Mahomes all the way, baby, uh, then I think that maybe you should rewatch the game. <laughs> all the way, baby. Um, Kyle Shanahan today said, we've had a 
had to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls to say the 49ers can't win a big game, it would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Agree? Disagree? Yeah. I mean, look. look He's 8-2. and two. Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of the 49ers. is 8-2 in playoff games, not including the Super Bowl. He's 0-2 in the Super Bowl. Just a reminder, I know it's put on his ledger, even though Dan Quinn was the head coach. Oh, yeah, he lost it. He blew the 28-3 lead. Was he the head coach of the Falcons? I don't know. Last time I didn't check, he he wasn't the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And last time I checked, when he left, the Atlanta Falcons went in the crapper. Well, I just, I find it incredible that we're having this conversation about Kyle Shanahan when he lost the Super Bowl to Andy Reid. Andy Reid, at one point, was 1-5 in in NFC Championship games and 0-1 in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Before what? Before, of course, he goes to Kansas City, has the success that he does, gets Patrick Mahomes, and now he's just won his third in four years. So, like, when you look overall at this... I think it's like I'm a, I'm a proponent of, especially if you've had success, right? Like eventually you'll break through, especially if you're having high level success. There's no reason to try to want to like to run off Kyle Shanahan. I saw a bunch of he's never going to win the big game. And all, like, did we not just watch what's happened with Andy Reid? We, we, he's like we the did perp- that. We did that 20 years ago. Right. He's a poster child for it. And yet there Andy Reid is now considered amongst them of the best head coaches of all time. And he's got his third Super Bowl trophy. So I think you got to pump the brakes if you're thinking, man, like it's it's like the same thing with like LeBron James. Right. When we have these conversations about greatness to be docked and to be slighted because you keep getting there (laughs) is such a weird thing to do. And we're doing this now with Kyle Shanahan. Any one of these franchises would kill for the run that San Francisco has had, right? Obviously, you'd kill more for what the Chiefs have had, but you'd kill for that because if you get there, you have yourself an opportunity to do it. Kyle Shanahan's a really good head coach, and I'm going to go down. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Tim, at some point in his career, he's going to win a Super Bowl. He's 44. Right. So to, to see what we saw with Andy Reid and then watch that transpire and say, nope, Shanahan's never going to win it. Like We've got all the we got all the example we need right there with Andy Reid, the guy he just lost to. There was a really good graphic put up uh, on Twitter today 2001 NFC Championship loss, Andy Reid. 2002 NFC Championship loss. 2003 NFC Championship loss. 2004 Super Bowl loss. 15 years later, Super Bowl win. And then you look at the last four seasons for Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. Super Bowl loss, NFC Championship loss, NFC Championship loss, Super Bowl loss. Is Kyle Shanahan perfect? Of course not. Did he make mistakes? Yeah, he did. He made mistakes... Uh, and you know there were a couple bizarro uh, things that went wrong for the Kansas or sorry, for the San Francisco 49ers, and the fact that they were only up a touchdown at half. JBT, mm-hmm. they didn't take advantage of Patrick Mahomes making a rare mistake right there to start the second half. Those are all things that he's going to have to live with. That you know they did not ultimately uh, bring home. But uh, I, I would agree with you. I think Kyle Shanahan is a guy that. Next year, the San Francisco 49ers, as the odds are, the odds are not wrong. This is not a fake sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook has San Francisco 49ers as the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl, and most other books will be right there in line with that. And as to your point, if they're wrong, go bet the other side. That's the beauty of sports betting. Yeah. You know? I mean, that the, the beauty of sports betting, is, as I love to say, and I love being on this network, is if I'm wrong, good, bet the other side. And... One of us is going to be wrong. One of us is going to be right. And again, we, we tend to really focus on the result. Andy Reid made some terrible game management decisions. If you go by win probability metrics and like, you know, these models tell you to go to fourth down, he sacrificed about 10% in terms of win probability with his decision making, including, by the way, the ridiculous field goal that went through the arms of those defenders. I was, like, yeah, I was amazed that he decided to kick that. But... They won because they got to overtime. They got them up pumped to help them out. And so we don't talk about those things. But because Shanahan lost, we have to focus on these. But in the big picture, if you're talking about how to run a franchise, the San Francisco 49ers outside of Kansas City have been the premier model to do it. They have been there consistently. This is the second time in four years that they've gotten to the Super Bowl. They're going to break through at some point. And by the way, Shanahan has a long track record of, dude, I, they, he, I feel like he could win two games with me at quarterback, right? Like, it's incredible what he's been able to do. So to sit here and act like Shanahan's never going to get through when the guy that he just lost to is a poster child for sticking it through and watching a guy have success but not ultimately breaking up to the ultimate point, I think we're being very, we're, you're putting the blinders on a lot if you're really focusing on that with Shanahan. Brock Purdy, I'll say this too. I did play pretty well. Wasn't great. 
And, you know, Pritch was watching the game. Mike Pritchard was in studio with me yesterday, and he was watching the game back on the computer during the breaks, and there were a couple things that he picked up on. There was mm-hmm. uh, the throw that Trent McDuffie uh, got the, the hand on the pass to Debo Samuel. He said, look, as a quarterback, he kind of double hopped into the step and you just got to let it fly, and that's not what Brock Purdy's arm strength is at this point. So, yeah, there's certainly some deficiencies there, but I thought all in all, Brock Purdy, look, the reason the San Francisco 49ers aren't Super Bowl champs, to me, it wasn't because of Brock Purdy. I, I think there were other, you know, oddities that they could not ultimately overcome, but I don't think Brock Purdy's a reason that they aren't Super Bowl champions today. So we'll see come next year. And I think here's the thing, too, is we brought this up, and we had, you know, our friend Rob Stats Guerrero on, The reason, one of the reasons the San Francisco 49ers can be successful is their quarterback is dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. And if they go out, and I don't think they would, but let's say hypothetically they got someone like Kirk Cousins, that's going to cost a decent chunk of money, and that's going to have to, you know, there's going to be some maneuvering there. So we'll see, but... Brock Purdy's going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers in 2024. Oh, he should be for the foreseeable future. He's been, he's played very well. I mean, like you said, he wasn't the reason why they lost that game. He played extremely well. By the way, if they had won, who would you have voted for for MVP? Jawan Jennings. Right? Yeah. Had to have had been. Had to have been. Yeah. What were his numbers? Like 300 to 1? Yeah, something like that. I mean, but there was. You throw a touchdown, you catch a touchdown. There, were, there were a couple people I know at the network. I think Mitch Moss, I think. Uh, I think Dustin Sweetelson had some kicker uh, liability. Harrison Butker. Harrison yeah. Butker. There I, know, was, I know Mitch had Harrison there Butker. There was a thought there where Jake Moody, well, Jake Moody had the extra point block, so probably not Jake Moody, but Moody or Butker had an opportunity there. But at the end of the game, it was uh, it was pretty pretty darn obvious that uh, for a third time in, uh, in his short career, Patrick Mahomes would and should win Super Bowl MVP. So... 2024 or 2023 season uh, wrapped up the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the victory. At what point did you grab that seven to one future on the Chiefs? Uh, I liked it. It was it was uh, right before they lo- they played Buffalo. Dude, the season's already a blur. They lost to Buffalo in the regular season. Yes, yes, it was on right in that football. It was a week that was before. the Kadarius Tony offsides. Yes, it was a week Patrick before that. Mahomes is all fired up that it was the worst call. It was ever. the week before that game. Yeah, so. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We Still got hasn't been paid out. A weird. college. <laughs> Won't name names. Just still hasn't been paid out for some reason. <laughs> well, they're they're checking a the tape. Did the Chiefs really win? I don't know. Uh, maybe some conspiracy theories out there. Uh, we got a pretty sizable college basketball slate that we're going to dive into with our good friend Jim Root on the other side of the break. We have our best bets for tonight, and we had a new straw poll. Released today for the NBA MVP discussion. And that man right there is going to help us break it down and see whether or not we should be firing on some NBA odds. A lot to get to. We're up and running. It is VSIN primetime. That's JVT. I'm Tim Murray. College hoops tonight. Will another top 10 Big 12 team go down on the road? Jim Root will answer that for us next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, and we've been talking about it for a while, I don't know what you're doing if you haven't checked it out. It looks great, fresh, new, enhanced look, vsin.com, and boom, right in the front, an article. Jonathan Von Tobel breaking down the best bets for a pretty short NBA card, but there it is. We've got a whole bunch of other content on the sides there. Some college basketball discussion, hockey as well. NFL in the rear view, but we keep rolling on. VSIN.com. It looks so pretty up there on the website. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. We're live here at the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And a sport that I keep a close eye on pretty much all year. I mean, not as close as our next guest is college basketball. And uh, we've got ourselves a, a really nice slate tonight. If you like late night hoops, I'm pretty fired up for a little New Mexico at Nevada. We'll break it all down with our next guest, Jim Root, one of the gentlemen of the three-man weave. You can follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. A big picture question, because I know a lot of people, Jim, right or wrong, are now parachuting into your world as the NFL season wrapped up on Sunday night. Right. And as you look at teams that you can trust, because it feels like, and we'll get to the stat on Big 12 teams going on the road, which is not very good. Who can you honestly, from a weekend or for a night in and night out basis, who do you believe you can trust this year in college basketball? UConn. That's the easy first yep. answer. Um, big 10 home teams, typically <laughs> yeah. they've been, I think close to 60% so far this year uh, against the spread. I uh, just had a pretty good week for that, for them. I trust Houston on a nightly basis. I trust Purdue on a nightly basis. I mean, maybe people will say once the NCAA tournament starts, you can't trust the Boilermakers. And I certainly understand that notion and, and wouldn't force you to bet them in that setting. But in the big 10, they've been terrific. They've been uh, very, very strong against the spread. And even like SEC home teams, too, I feel very good about if Alabama's at home, if Auburn's at home, they are rock solid. I know Tennessee got uh, got bit by South Carolina at home in, in Knoxville just a week ago, but I still feel pretty good about them. But definitely like Auburn, Bama at home and, and UConn is the ultimate now that they're healthy. I know I'm getting an A effort from them every night. They, Danny Hurley is just the kind of coach that does not allow for the letdown kind of effort. Uh, they just won by 30 at Georgetown as a road favorite. So they're, they're probably the number one team in terms of we know what we're getting from them every single night. Uh, Jim, before we get to the games, is there any gatekeeping you'd like to do to tell people to get off your lawn? They should be watching college basketball this whole time and not just tuning in right now. Come on, get it off your chest. 
Yeah, no, you don't, you don't, if you don't love me at my November non-conference events, you don't get me at my March. So come on, <laughs> folks, let's, let's tune in earlier. No, it's, it's great to have everybody focusing. I can't wait to be out there at, at Circa in a month for, for uh, March Madness. So yeah, no, I'm pumped that college basketball is getting close to the center of attention here. So, all right, so let's start the big, uh, big East then St. John's Providence. We're looking at two right now across the board with a total of about 145 and a half, 146. What are you looking here? I am going with the road team, and that makes me very nervous because uh, the Amp, the Dunk, is a terrific home venue here for Providence. And they get Josh Oduro back, who missed their weekend battle because he was uh, with the birth of his child. So congratulations to him. But I'm going with Rick Pitino here. I think he's got a coaching edge over Kim English, who is still uh, in his first year in the Big East. He's done a really good job, especially on the defensive end, and they've survived the injury to Bryce Hopkins. But I, I just trust St. John's more. They won the first meeting. Uh, it was a narrow win, only 2.1 at home, but they were up nine with five minutes left, and Providence just did their typical we-are-a-cockroach kind of team. They come all the way back. Uh, I'm going to take the plus two. I'm not going money line because I do think there's a chance it matters. I think this is a close game down to the wire. Uh, and again, I, I will ride with Rick Pitino in that matchup over Kim English and that stout defense of the Friars at home. Jim Rue joining us here on VEASAN Primetime. Jim, you know it, but our listeners and viewers may not know it. We saw it happen last night. I was on Texas Tech. Guns up. Good job, boys. Um, hey. Top 10 Big 12 teams on the road are 3-10 and 10 straight up against unranked Big 12 teams. Unbelievable run. And that leads us right into a game tipping off at the top of the hour in Cincinnati, Ohio. Very important game for the Bearcats. They are very bubblicious right now. I think a couple bracketologists have them on the 12 line. Most have them out of the field. They're a very slight favorite against Iowa State. But when those trends start to come up, you know it as well as I do. You're paying that tax, right? So do you see any value in uh, Cincinnati at home off that trend of uh, 10 and 3 for these unranked Big 12 teams against top 10 squads? I still like Cincinnati. I I haven't bet it. I might probably put a, a half unit on it here. Um, like you said, there is a little bit of a tax. Like Ken Palm makes Iowa State the favorite here. Bart Torvik makes Iowa State the favorite. So you're having to lay a point or a point and a half with Cincinnati instead. But I, I do think this is a pretty good spot for them. You mentioned the the Big 12 home teams have been outrageous. And I think that speaks to you add in a home court in BYU that's way out west and has elevation. You add UCF that's way out east. Uh, and, and Kansas lost there. They, they've got that issue. Houston's a terrific home court that they've added. It's been an awesome league. And, and even before they added the new teams, the Big 12 had the best home court in the country. I think like five of the top 10 teams in home court advantage on Ken Palm's site are in the Big 12, Texas Tech being number one. We saw that last night. I think that shows up for Cincinnati tonight. They've got the physicality to compete uh, with Iowa State that they can really bully you at Hilton, but on the road, maybe not the same kind of magic uh, and you just got to be able to take care of the ball against Iowa State. That's the biggest thing. They're top five in the country in defensive turnover rate. Cincinnati, not perfect there. Um, but Dede Thomas has gotten better and better uh, at point guard. He was the uh, close to, I think, the Big 12 player of the week, week last week. Uh, so with him and Jizzle James coming along, the freshman point guard, son of Edgerin James, I think there's enough ball handling here and enough strength in the interior uh, that I think Cincinnati does pull off the uh, – not upset in terms of spread, but yeah, I think they get the win and huge for their bubble implications. All right, I want to go to the SEC. Fascinated by this bounce back spot. Kentucky stinks on defense. 10th in defensive efficiency in SEC play, Jim. Are we trusting them to win by margin here against Ole Miss? We're 8.5 and, and 162.5. And Boy, it, it feels a little nerve-wracking. Um, having lost three straight at home, and they just cannot figure it out defensively. I, I have not seen the official word on Trey Mitchell. If he's playing here, he's been... Very important for them in on-off numbers. He's like almost their best player um, in terms of net rating. And he's a very good communicator in pick-and-roll situations. They were pointing that out in the weekend game against Gonzaga, how they don't have a, a big guy that really understands the coverages because it's three freshman seven-footers. So if he's back in there, I'd, I'd feel a lot better about back in Kentucky. So I keep an eye on lineups with that as we get up closer to tip-off. Uh, otherwise, though, I don't really want to lay almost 10 points against a Chris Beard team that – uh, granted is not super high up in predictive metrics and that explains the the spread here, uh, but they're well coached and, and they're getting better guard play than I anticipated this year. Jalen Murray, the St. Peter's transfer has been really, really good for them. Uh, so I'm not going to lay close to double digits with a Kentucky team unless Trey Mitchell is playing. Jim Root, our good friend. 
Three Man Weave at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Make sure you get uh, go check out all of their content. I believe they'll have a podcast dropping tomorrow, taking a look at some midweek stuff as well. So check that out. All right, let's get a top 25 matchup in the ACC. Not matchup, one team is ranked, and that's UVA. And UVA, I think quietly, is really playing some darn good basketball now. 19-5, and five, they've won, what, seven in a row? Uh, and uh, actually, eight in a row, I believe. Yeah, eight in a row. Tonight, they're laying six and a half against Pittsburgh. I believe they're eight, four, and one in conference play against the spread. And two of those, one was a weird loss on the road to Notre Dame, and then that kind of crazy backdoor cover for the Irish. So they've been covering at a pretty high clip in the ACC. Do they continue tonight uh, down there in Charlottesville? I think so. Yeah. I, I don't want to trust this pit team on the road with two young guards that they're really heavily reliant on. Bub Carrington, Jalen Lowe, both have been really good, uh, but this is a very tough test for them defensively. They've only played one other top 25 defense so far this year. That was UNC and they scored 0.84 points per possession at home. Now you go to Virginia, who is, uh, you know, as sound defensively in terms of rotations and covering for each other. You're not going to get a lot of dribble drive stuff against them. That just doesn't happen. Uh, so Pitt's going to need to hit shots early to stretch out that defense. I think that's going to be tough. Virginia does a really good job of contesting uh, those shots. And Virginia's just been a lot better since they put Jordan Miner in the starting lineup. Uh, the Merrimack transfer, big guy, who's defensive player of the year in the NEC last year, taking a big step up in competition, going from playing a 2-3 zone that was really pressure-based to a pack line man-to-man under Tony Bennett, it took him some time to get familiar. But now that he's out there, he's another great defender on the floor with Reese Beekman, reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Ryan Dunn, who is going to be a, a plus NBA defender at some point. Uh, scouts are just drooling over his potential on that end. I think Pitt's going to have a really hard time scoring. And Virginia has found a way over the past couple of weeks to just produce enough points to get by. Like you said, they're on the winning streak. Uh, they've covered four of their last five. They look good. I, I'm going to go with them tonight at home, John Paul Jones Arena. The JPJ effect down there in Charlottesville. The Who's and the Johnnies is who Jim Root is riding with. Real quick, you're Wisconsinites. You're from Wisconsin. You didn't go to Wisconsin. Four straight losses for the Badgers. Lay a nine tonight. Do they bounce back? Yeah, they win by 20. I think this is the Ooh. get right spot. Shots start to fall. Their three point shooting abandoned them over the past few games. I think back home at the Kohl Center against a not great defense, we see a big, big effort from the Badgers. He is Jim Root, our good friend, at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Jimmy, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, best bets for tonight coming up on the other side, including an NBA spot for one of the best cover teams in the league. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today, get our daily best bets email, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns of every game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. Make sure you get Hardwood Handicappers wherever you get your podcast. I was listening on my drive in today. Uh, we will uh, take a look at the straw poll that came out mm. via Tim Bontemps of ESPN regarding the MVP and if there's any MVP bets to be made. Victor Wembenyama's 10 block performance, not ideal for uh, my. Field versus Victor Wembanyama bet from over the summer in the uh, rookie of the year market, but until it's crowned, we will uh, we will hopefully uh, get there. But it's best bet time of the show. Let's start JVT with you. Always uh, head over to Veasan.com. Check out JVT's write ups. You have one bet today in the NBA. Rather, uh, not the the biggest slate, but still yeah. a decent slate. Six games on the card. One game coming up. 7.30 Eastern in Orlando, uh, an interesting one, and you broke it down on the podcast. Really liked your angle on uh, why you're looking at the home dog 
in Orlando. Yeah, uh, they, I think it's a good scheduling spot for Orlando. So OKC is playing their last game before the All-Star break here today. Uh, they will uh, then head off into the sunset and get some time off. And I do think that it's a, a good time for Oklahoma City to maybe get some time off to, by their own standards, not playing particularly good basketball. Four and four straight up, two and six against the spread in their last eight games. Um, and that's after a win and cover last time out. Um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So when you look at this from that perspective, I, I think that's a pretty good angle to look and say, all right, first off, not playing good basketball. Second, third game in four nights. Third, Orlando having two days of rest and being at home for the last week is situationally in a much better spot right now playing at home against them. And they're just playing phenomenal basketball on top of that. Six and two straight up, seven one against the spread in their last eight games and fully healthy. We're talking about an Orlando team that doesn't have anybody on the injury report here today. So I think all of these things considered, uh, it may come in and put a small bet on the Orlando Magic money line price here against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We saw some spots get down to as low as two. Uh, it looks like we're maybe getting some buyback here on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're back up to three. Uh, but again, money line price still widely available from where I played it. But situationally, I think this is good for Orlando. And you also sometimes get the effect of looking past or just looking ahead to your break, right? Because yeah. you get some time off. Uh, Orlando does have one more game after this one against Oklahoma City, so I don't think you're going to get that effect. Well, you might get it here for Oklahoma, who, who is a little bit on the skids over the last eight games by their own standards. So, small bet, plus 120, Orlando Magic money line here today uh, against OKC. And I will say this, too, because you were talking about like this little realm that we're in the last three days before the break. Yeah. Things get weird here in the last three days of the All-Star before the All-Star break. Uh, teams start kind of quitting, uh, not even quitting, just getting ready to take some vacation, take some time off. You might get some wonky results. Um, you know, I'd be very interested to see later tonight. Portland Trailblazers playing host to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Second leg of a back-to-back for Minnesota. Detroit on the road against L.A. Just some weird spots where some feisty teams all of a sudden show up because some of these other big dogs might be looking ahead to some time off or to an All-Star game. Is this so, the last game for the Lakers before the break? I think they have one more. Let me double-check, but I'm positive they the have market. Uh, just the market uh, has come down a little bit on both Minnesota and uh, uh, the Lakers. Yeah, so they have one more, and it's a big one. I mentioned this on the podcast today, where this might be a look-ahead spot for them against Detroit and or I haven't seen if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are ruled in. They're both questionable. Tomorrow is a massive game before the All-Star break. They're in Utah. Mm. And so that's a that's a game that you got to have because Utah and them are dueling for that 10th spot in the Western Conference. So that could be a very big win that goes a long way toward deciding if you're going to get in over Utah for the play-in. So that is something where maybe you overlook the Detroit Pistons or rest one of LeBron James or Anthony Davis to have them ready for a very big game on the road against Utah. Uh, but it is a dangerous spot for them because the Pistons might get a little feisty here. Well, you've got a massive game with playoff implications or play-in implications tomorrow before you hit the all-star break um i know jimmy butler uh granted a leave of absence dealing with some family stuff um so he is out right now milwaukee laying eight at most spots eight and a half here at circa they're coming off of a huge win last night very impressive uh just smashing of uh of utah any thought of uh, of a potential letdown here for Milwaukee laying eight at home against Miami? I mean, you could. The problem is Jimmy Butler's not playing. Josh Richardson's not playing. Duncan Robinson's questionable. And Terry Rozier's not playing all for Miami. So that's a really shorthand of Miami Heat team that's coming in. And look, they're, they're very well coached. And if there was going to be a team that was going to bother an inconsistent defensive team like Milwaukee, this would be the case. Bucks, of course, uh, on the second leg of a back-to-back. But Giannis, Damian Lillard, both listed as probable. Same thing with Brooke Lopez. So there is the small chance that here in the next hour they get ruled out because the Bucs just do weird things like that when it comes to some of their guys. I would say that's probably not going to be the case. But here's the thing, Tim. You're talking about a Bucs team uh, that has not played particularly well at all from a cover standpoint, one of the worst in the NBA. Asking them to consistently win by margin is something that I have deferred from. So if you want to come in and bet against Miami because they're really shorthanded, would totally understand it. But the Bucs have not been a team that has treated you well at the window. 21-33 ATS. This is just the – let me get the date right they covered yesterday against denver so they've covered consecutive games for the first time since december 27th and 29th like it hasn't really been great for the milwaukee bucks yeah uh more big picture stuff on the bucks a little bit later on in the show all right let's get to the uh, college slate uh one play that i fired into the uh the old picks page late last night was san diego state uh they were laid five and a half last night they're now up to six uh still worth a little bit of a play here on san diego state uh you know JVT talked about 
his scheduling spot to take Orlando. Uh, I like this spot for San Diego State coming off of an overtime loss uh, on the road at Nevada. Bounce back opportunity at home against Colorado State. Also a little bit of a revenge angle against Colorado State, who they lost to uh, earlier this season. And Colorado State coming in a little bit high. Uh, granted, the last you know game that they played was against San Jose State, so not a team that you're, you're all too worried about. But uh, they've had a nice run here with a win over San Diego State, Boise State as well mixed in there. So I think it is a, a nice spot to maybe get Colorado State a little bit fat and happy in San Diego State uh, at home at Viejas. Uh, laid a big number, but uh, I like the scheduling spot there. A couple other spots that are interesting to me, JVT. That Can I we, just, really quick? Yeah. We might be head to head here. Oh, okay. I, I haven't. I haven't decided. So unless we want to make something fun of this, we can do something fun. Let's do it. Um, but I'll just say this. Colorado State, you mentioned they're coming in fat and happy. They've won four straight since that ridiculous loss to Wyoming mm-hmm. where they were up 10 in the last minute. They blew it. They went to, I think it was overtime and they ended up winning. I just, I think that these two teams, I understand situationally where we're at. I feel like these two teams are really close to equals uh, on a neutral. I think we've seen that now in the Mountain West. And unless I guess you're giving San Diego State upwards of like four, four and a half points uh, for home court, which I guess is certainly plausible given how well that they played and how some of these teams in college basketball do play. I think Colorado State matches up really well with San Diego State. They've got better guards. They're a good defensive team. I think right now, coming into this, they're a top 60 team in their third in Mountain West play in defensive efficiency. I really like this Colorado State team a lot. I so, do too. You know, I, I think that from a number standpoint, this is what attracted me to this. I, I don't think that the gap between these two, even if it's in Viejas, is this wide. So catching six now that we're upwards here. Um, yeah, let's go head to head. Let's have some fun. Let's All right, let's have some fun. All right, yeah. All right, this game doesn't tip off till nine o'clock, but we're going head to head. It's funny. I was just looking back at my file. One of my biggest bets of this college basketball season was actually Colorado State at home against San Diego State just a couple weeks ago. Uh, so uh, they were able to win that game, seventy nine to seventy one. A couple other fun little spots. Um, JVT, I don't know if uh, you saw it. It was a, an article on ESPN. Do you know the last time Indiana State was ranked? No. 1979, when Larry Bird was playing for him. Folks, that is 817 AP polls. You got to take the points at Illinois State tonight, right? 17 and a half? Come on. Sure, I guess. So we're assuming we're assuming a letdown, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. You got a got big the number spot next there. to the name. Uh, not an official play. Not an official play. This might be a show sweat. This game starting the top of the hour. This is uh, this is the Wes Reynolds. He does this in college football a lot. Fade that fresh new ranking smell. Okay, yeah. They haven't been ranked since 1979. Indiana State, by the way, is really good. Uh, they're they're a fun team to watch. Uh, so that's uh, one fun one to mention. Uh, Can I give you one, too? Yeah. Or unless you got another play that you're actually going to make? Because I've got one, too, that I think I want to bet later tonight. All right, what do you got? I brought it up to Jim. Am I really not thinking that a top 30 offense in the country in Ole Miss can stay inside eight and a half against one of the worst defenses in the SEC against Kentucky? I don't know how you could trust Kentucky right? at all, ever. Like, at that number, I don't think they'd be in danger of losing this. But in the terms weird, of... The, the, sorry to interrupt, but the yeah. weird thing is, like, it's that old ad is like, they're not really going to lose four in a row at Rupp, Right. Sure. But, I just think it's the number. Like okay. when you look at how bad they've played defensively in some of these games, like giving up 80 to South Carolina, 94 to Florida, 103 to Tennessee, 90 essentially to Gonzaga and ask them, yeah, you got to win by 10 or more here against the top 30 offense in the country. I like I just that number seems like a lot here for Ole Miss. All right. Uh, I wasn't going to do it. Do it. But uh, do it. All right, we're we're gonna throw we're gonna make uh we're gonna make Cincinnati an official play. Yeah, got to. I mean, I, I get. I'm not a big trends guy, but my God, top ten Big Twelve teams are now three and ten against unranked teams. The spot screams Cincinnati. Cincinnati coming off of a a tough loss over the weekend. Cover against Houston. Back to back good wins for Iowa State. Really tricky spot to travel to Cincinnati. So we'll take the Bearcats. On the money line, minus 125. It is VSIN Primetime. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dad. <laughs> This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN Primetime, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Can I tell you something? No. There's something about an 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific tip time. That's right. Oh, man, I love it. And look, am I a bit selfish because I live in the Pacific time zone? And my son's bedtime may or may not be 8 o'clock, so I get a perfect game starting after he's in asleep? Maybe. But it's a fun one tonight. New Mexico, Nevada. A pretty good slate of college hoops tonight. Uh, if you missed it, Jim Root was on the show earlier. His two plays for the evening. He's laying six and a half with Virginia at home. Virginia has been really red hot as of late, and he has also officially taken uh, the two with St. John's. He does feel like it is a good bounce-back spot for the Badgers of Wisconsin tonight, laying nine against Ohio State. Uh, they got their butt whooped over the weekend by Rutgers. Uh, Wisconsin was inside the top ten not too long ago. Now they are uh, on a bit of a free fall, lost four in a row. Uh, I do want to talk some uh, Nevada and New Mexico a little bit later on in the show. But uh, as for games coming up top of the hour, uh, I am on Cincinnati uh, taking the uh, taking the uh, money line there minus one twenty five. I think is pretty readily available against Iowa State. Uh, I think pretty good spot for Cincinnati at home. Uh, we've talked about just how well these teams have played on the road, or excuse me, at home uh, this year. And scheduling wise, I think it's a good spot uh, for Cincinnati. They had a home game over the weekend. They had a lead. They blew it, but still covered. And then you've got a uh, Iowa State team 
JVT that's coming off of a Texas win on the road, TCU at home, and then next, you know, this weekend they play Texas Tech, and then they follow that up with Houston. So I think it's a nice little sandwich spot in desperation for the Bearcats at home, uh, who've done a pretty good job, I would say, this year in year one there in uh, in the Big Twelve. Wes Miller has done a, has done a solid job. They're four and six in conference play, but have a couple. Uh, nice wins, TCU, uh, Texas Tech on the road last week. So uh, that is uh, that is a play for me. We'll get to uh, a couple more Mountain West games a little bit later on. But something you broke down today on the podcast, JVT, was the straw poll that was released by Tim Bonteps of ESPN. And for those who have not seen it, JVT, or know much about it, he reaches out to, what, 100 yeah. Different voters for the MVP. Yes. Now, keep in mind, they're not um, they're not all officially voters for the actual award. There is some margin of error. These are not 100% all people who will actually decide this award. So that's worth pointing out. Right. But it is 100 people. So the new straw poll came out. And as you pointed out, Joel Embiid, gone. He is uh, he cannot win the award. Right. Correct. He is uh, he has missed enough games. So he is gone. The leader, not a surprise, is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, 69 first place votes, 25 second place votes, three third, three fourth for Nikola Jokic, who was previously number two. Shea Gilgis Alexander has moved from fourth to second, 24 first place votes, 54 second place votes. He currently in the odds market using DraftKings at plus 280. Giannis came in at third where he was prior, so he got jumped by Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Two first place votes for Giannis, 11 second, 43 third, and 24 fourth. Luka moved up from fourth, or excuse me, fifth to fourth. He had three first place votes and three second place votes. And then Kawhi Leonard, who was someone that you talked about, I know you gave it out in the podcast a while back, at 150 to one, he moved up from unranked up to number five, no first place votes, but three second place and a seventeen uh, and seventeen third place votes for you, JVT. Let's just start with the the favorite, Nikola Jokic. Sixty nine first place votes. He sits at minus one fifty to win MVP. Won this award back to back years. Did not win it last year. At minus one fifty, and what we have gathered here, what we've seen on the floor. Is minus one fifty accurate? Worth a look if you have if you have nothing in this market. What did you make of just Nikola Jokic and these results? I mean, I think he's the rightful favorite. I think minus one fifty is probably a little too high, um, given that we have seen some upper mobility when it comes to some of these voters, and we've seen guys really thrust themselves in contention. You know, I, I don't think that Jokic is going to run away with this thing. You also have to figure too, Tim, that and, and Femi Bebefe were texting about this earlier. I think it was a good point where you don't know when they're asked about this vote. You don't know when you collect these. And if all of a sudden it's like, hey, by the way, oh, Joel Embiid's out. So let's, you know, let's let's reconfigure these votes. And you don't want to say use Jokic as a placeholder because he deserves to be the favorite here. But I don't think it's rock solid that those 69 first place votes can't get taken away by any one of these guys that is behind him. So I don't think that minus 150 is worth betting because we still have plenty of season left to go as we enter the all-star break. And as you mentioned, a couple of names, you know, for example, Kawhi Leonard going from not ranked to 175 total points in this straw poll is a pretty big leap to not even be considered. And then after the last 35 plus games, thrust himself to, by these voters' eyes, the fifth best MVP candidate in the NBA right now. That means there's still some upper mobility for a guy who's playing on a team that could win the one seed in the Western Conference. Shea Gilgis-Alexander leaping over Giannis Antetokounmpo and taking quite a few first place votes from him, now getting 24. Giannis sliding, I think, is pretty big. And also look at the, by the way, you look at the first place votes, Luka Doncic actually got more first place votes than Giannis. He only got one more, but he still got more. So I think that there's guys here that do have some solid upward mobility if they're going to continue to play. And while Jokic is playing at a very, very high level, I think that every single one of these guys, from Shea to Gian- from Giannis to Luka to Kawhi, they're all playing at such high levels that here in the next two months when we see another one of these, that you could see some a lot of movement here. So I don't think I'd be running. I know a lot of people might use this as a, hey, I'm going to go run out and bet Nikola Jokic minus 150. I wouldn't think that's the case, especially when you're talking about some guys in standings with teams that are going to finish ahead of Jokic potentially that are in the running and playing as well as they are. So I don't think Jokic, he's the rightful favorite. Minus 150 to me is a little high. All right. Let's get to Shea Gilgis Alexander, who uh, based off of the straw poll currently sits in second. So move from fourth 
up to second. So if you're wondering how the NBA straw poll works, uh, this is what they put up in, in the article. They said, to gauge where the MVP race stands right now, ESPN asked 100 media members to participate in an informal poll that mimics the NBA's postseason award voting process. Ten points for first, second, uh, seven for second, five for third, three for fourth, and one for fifth. So Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 24 first-place votes, 54 second-place votes. Right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander... 31 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists per game for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who at this moment in time are one game back of the Minnesota Timberwolves for first in the Western Conference. What does Shea Gilgis-Alexander need to do? What do the Thunder need to do for him to garner more first-place votes and maybe to take a look at, uh, at him to win MVP, or is the number too short? No, I think the numbers, I think what you're looking here, and Shea just needs to keep going, right? They keep plastering away, uh, and they keep moving along, win the one seed in the West. He's going to have a very good opportunity to do this, and especially keep playing at a high level, and there's a chance that they really take off after the All-Star break, because remember, Gordon Hayward hasn't played for them yet. He's now part of that team. Uh, I think that there's a real chance that this team starts to rip off some wins after some rest where it looks like they're fatigued. If you're looking somewhere, I think honestly where you're looking is potentially Luka Doncic at 10-1. to 1. Mm. Luka Doncic, in terms of usage rate, has a higher usage rate than both Nikola Jokic and Shea Gilders-Alexander, and yet he leads the league in scoring, is shooting 49% from the floor, 38% from three, while also averaging, Tim, 8.8 rebounds and 9.6 assists. So not only do you have Doncic putting up the numbers here, uh, but he's also slowly moving up the pecking order, and you're getting him at about 10-1, to 1, uh, and better odds than you know, we've seen throughout this entire year, a guy who has generally been inside of this top three, especially preseason-wise, has started to drift here a little bit. So I think anything 10-1 to 1 or better on Luka Doncic, if you're somebody that isn't like me, right, that has an MVP ticket that they're sweating out or wants to get involved with here, I think if you're taking your flyer at this point, given this straw poll and what we've seen from these guys, it would be Luka Doncic at 10-1 to 1 or better. And I think in some spots he might be 15-1 to because he's got the counting stats. He's on a good team, but especially now that they're going to start to get healthy, they're going to win more games, potentially push uh, for a four-seed or a five-seed in the Western Conference. What player would you say, come on, man, what are we doing with these odds? Minus 150 for Nikola Jokic, 280, plus 280 for Shea, 7 to 1 for Giannis, 10 to 1 for Luka, Kawhi now 30 to 1, yeah. and Jalen Brunson 55 to 1. In terms of, so what is, come on, man? Like, like what, what are we doing? Like, those odds are way too short. He's got no shot. Oh, uh, in terms of like no shot, I mean, I don't want to say no shot for a guy like Tatum, but like Tatum, for example, got leaped by Kawhi Leonard, and guys like Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson are creeping up on him after not being ranked in the previous straw poll, right? So, like, at, at this point, if you're taking a shot at Jason Tatum, even if he is on the best team in the Eastern Conference, it's just not worth it given what we've seen from the straw poll that's jvt i'm tim murray it is visa in prime time we got some top of the hour sweats about to get underway we'll revisit the nfl postseason is upon us infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 